kind of shocking when sometimes when you find out uh, what people have been through and how much they've had to go through and failure and you know the, the, that picture right there, that video that we showed doesn't even show probably the many people who uh, have uh, been rejected and uh, failed because of that. You gotta love these iPads sometimes. All right. The many times and the different things that they've been through. And who knows how many different uh, great ideas, great leaders um, were probably pushed away because of the fact that they gave up, um, gave up too soon, right? Who knows how much uh, was wasted. Well, good morning. Um, today for me is, is, is a great day again, as I mentioned earlier. It's one of my favorite days. Uh, every year is to be able to take a few moments and honor our graduates. And we congratulate you. But this morning, I, you know, it wouldn't be right just to honor our graduates and not take a moment and honor their parents as well. Uh, they, the parents, we know, the parents, they're the ones who encouraged, encouraged our teenagers to just continue to, to push on and, and not settle for mediocrity. The parents were the ones who were there cheering them on when things were going great, but then picking them up when they failed. The parents were the ones who, without them, may not have succeeded in actually graduating school. So this morning, as we do, as we honor our graduates, we would like to just take a moment and honor our parents on the job well done. However, as much as we want to this morning, as much as we want to celebrate you and everything that you've done, and you're going to be doing plenty of celebrating the next couple of weeks and know that, we don't want you to just stay right there. We want to challenge you. What you just accomplished is just one of many steps that you are going to be taking in your life. And while high school graduation got here probably quicker than any of you thought, guess what? Life's going to speed up even faster. Take it from a guy who realized this year that it's been 15 years since I graduated college, and I don't know where time has gone. But will you be ready? You know what? I believe you will. You know, I, I don't know about you, but every time I attend a graduation ceremony this time of year, for me, I always think back to my high school graduation, and I think back to my college graduation. And I remember how exciting it was. School's finally over. Yes. So excited. I also remember how nervous I was, especially when I graduated college, wondering what was my life going to look like in the years to come. I also remember, especially in high school, how sad I was, knowing that I wasn't going to see most of these people, even some of my close friends, I wasn't ever going to see them again. But do you know what I remember the most? It's that thing that most valedictorians will talk about when they get up and they speak. And it's this idea of optimism. The fact that, you know, we as a class have an opportunity to change the world. You know what I'm talking about, right? That optimism that's there, that we can do that. And it's there for a while, but then eventually over the course of time... Things begin to change, and we begin to settle for second best. 
And that can be for all different kinds of reasons. Maybe stuff doesn't happen the way that you thought it was going to happen. Maybe things don't work at the timeline you thought they were going to happen. Maybe there's some people that you've come in contact with over the years that have discouraged you. You know, you're just a young kid. What do you know? There'd be all sorts of reasons why we've chosen to give up. Now, I don't know about you, but I know exactly what this feels like. I, I, could, I tried, I, you know, I remember, I remember, when, you know, specifically back when I was about a young, okay, did you get that, young? I was a young 24-year-old graduate youth pastor trying to look for my very first youth position. And I remember all the trouble that I had because you know what? My resume said I didn't have any experience yet. And that was tough. I also remember when, you know what, when I had my first youth pastor position and I would try almost anything you could think of to get teenagers to come to the church. But when I would do that, sometimes the church might get a little dirty or something might get broken at the church. You know what I mean? That just happens. And then for me, after that would happen, I would always hear from the people with the most tenure at the church how I screwed up. And it didn't take long before part of me just really wanted to give up. All of a sudden, being a leader, you know what? didn't seem like that great of an idea anymore. Listen, this world that we are living in today, teenagers, graduates, listen up. This world that we are living in today is dying for leaders who will help take this world, and it's just as important, take the church in the right direction. It is dying for leaders. This world, this church, is in need of students to move things back to where God intended them to be. Listen, not to be the church of tomorrow, but to be the church of today. God is looking for students to bring about change. Did you hear that? God is looking for students to bring about change. And for many of you, along with many of us, maybe even some of you guys that graduated recently, you know this, but many have either put down the leadership torch or have just given up. But why? Why is it? Isn't it true that when we hear that word leadership, that there's a sense of fear that comes with it? Thanks for talking about fear this morning, Scott. There's a sense of fear that comes with it. And it's not the title part that fears us because we all like the title of being a leader. But there's a fear that comes with the idea of leading a group, of leading a business, of leading a ministry in the church. And it couldn't be any more true in the church. If you just look around, you'll see, <clears throat> you'll see in the church, we've got a lot of role players. We do. We've got a lot of helpers. We've got a lot of assistants. We got a lot of once a monthers and we have very few leaders in the church. And if we're honest with ourselves, graduates and, and all of us here this morning, we all have fears when it comes to leadership, don't we? For some of us, we fear making mistakes. We just fear it. Maybe you've tried leading something in the past and you failed miserably at it. You know, I don't know, maybe it was a fundraiser at your school and, and for some reason you spent more money than you brought in, right? And it just did not work out well. Maybe it's another fear. Maybe it's the fear of unhappy people. This is, this is an extremely tough one, especially if it's got to do with your peers or maybe your friends. There's a real fear that when you step up and lead that people are not going to like 
your choices. You know, for years as I've talked with our students about what it means to become a leader, we've talked about this and we've warned them of this one. That in doing the right thing, which could be that very unpopular decision, excuse me, that there are going to be times when people are going to be unhappy with you and maybe even pull away from you. And of course, with that fear comes the fear of rejection. Another fear that many of us have when it comes to being a, a leader is this fear of not reaching our goals. Now, if you're anything like me, when you sit down and, and, and you set out your goals for whatever it is that you're leading, maybe it was maybe you had an opportunity to, to be part of the uh, senior cl- uh, uh, class representative or class president or whatever, and you begin to set out these goals, I don't know about you, but I begin to get very excited about what could be. Very excited. But then as things move on, and it looks like, hey, you know what, maybe you can't going to reach your goals, there's this fear about what could be if I come up short. People might criticize me. People might look at me and say, look at the dreamer. And you might start feeling like a failure. So because of these fears and, any others, and, and others like them, many have chosen to avoid the path of being a leader. Graduates, I want you to listen to me very carefully. We need you to embrace the idea of leadership. We need you to embrace the idea of being a leader. You have the potential, if you embrace leadership, to change the college campus where you attend. You have the possibility to do that. You're going to bring Christ's presence with you if you embrace that. You have the potential, if you embrace leadership, to change the world. By bringing such things as honesty, integrity, and love into the marketplace. You have the potential, if you embrace leadership, to change what marriage is, what family life is like. That even though when times get tough, because of God's grace, you're going to see things through, and you're going to develop the type of home that God intended. You have the potential, if you embrace leadership, to change the church. You have the ability to take the church to places it's never been and to get us out of the rut that we are in. Here's the thing. Don't let your lack of experience or your age stop you from being a leader. Don't let it happen. Follow the God-given dreams and passions that God has placed in your heart and run with it. Run with it and don't look back. Follow those dreams that he's given to you. Now, before you say, you know, Pastor Al, that all sounds great. I'm just a teenager still. I'm just a young college student. Does God really, really expect that of me? Just a moment, we're going to look at a verse in 1 Timothy chapter 4 that addresses this. So if you've got your Bibles, you can open it up to 1 Timothy chapter 4. If, you got, if it's on your iPhone or whatever, pull that. Wherever you got it, pull it out. 1 Timothy chapter 4. But before we read this, I want you to understand real quickly the context just a little bit. The book of Timothy, we know, was written by Paul, and he, was, and he wrote it to his young apprentice by the name of Timothy, who Paul was very fond of. And at the time 1 Timothy was written... He being Timothy, we know, was a young pastor in Ephesus. And as a young pastor, Paul writes to Timothy to challenge him. 
and to encourage him as he deals with some pretty big issues and some problems in the church. Now, I'm not sure how much all of this, these problems and these challenges that he's facing, I'm not sure how much is weighing on him, but we do see Paul feeling the need to encourage this young leader. And what Paul shares with Timothy, I believe Paul would share at any graduation service if he were there. And it says this, just one verse. If you don't have your Bible, we'll put it up on the screen um, here for you. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. This is one of my absolute favorite verses to share with teenagers. As a matter of fact, the church that we were in in Illinois before we came to Michigan, we named our student ministry program 412 Student Ministries based off of this verse. And it says there, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young or youthful because of your age, but rather set an example. And the Greek word translated example can also mean to set a model or to set an image, or the one I really, really like is to set a pattern, a pattern. In essence, Paul is telling him to be that leader that God has called him to be, and you know what? Don't let anyone stop you from doing so. Even though you're young, be that leader that God wants. And you know what? We can go into many different, into all the ways that he said to do that there. He talks about doing it in speech, in life, in faith, in love, in purity. But that's not what's most important here. What's most important is that even though he's young, Paul tells him to lead. Which really leads me to the bottom line, the one thing that I want you to walk away with this morning, graduates, and it's this. Embrace your age and lead the way. Embrace your age and lead the way. And you know what? This is consistent with what we see all throughout Scripture. Listen to this. We see young people... As in Joseph, demonstrate the highest integrity and ascend to great positions of authority. We see young people, as in Samuel, respond to the highest, God's highest call. We see young people in Josiah spark a nationwide revival. We see young people in Esther influence kings and save nations. We see young people in Jeremiah challenge rulers and nations with messages from God. And we see young people in Mary give birth to our Savior. God has always used young people like yourself to be leaders in their world. And of course, with God's help and with their obedience, they succeeded. So as you move forward, you know what, personally, I see God calling you to be leaders in two very strategic locations And the first one is this, and you probably know this already, but God is calling you to be a leader in your world. And to be a leader means simply to be not a person who has a title, but to be a person who influences. Let's look at this verse on the screen in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. This is what it says. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by man. You are the salt 
You are the flavor of the world, of the earth. You are the salt. And what does salt do? We know that salt influences the taste of the food, does it not? God is calling you, even at a young age, to be an influencer, to be a leader in your world. And again, guys, in some very key places in your world, again, on your college campus, you know, I think we all know right now that God and college campuses, they don't mix very well, do they? But you, God is calling you to be the salt of, those, uh, of the campus, to be the one who helps turn hearts back to him, and to do it, again, in the face of fear. Be a leader, as we're talking about, in your future career, wherever that may be. Be the one who stands out and says, you know what, it's not about the money we make, but it's about the integrity that we have. Be the one who notices the coworker who's hurting and bring healing to their lives. Also, in your future uh, friendships, be the one, okay, listen, be the one who sets the tone for what happens in your circle of friends. Don't let others take you down a path that leads to nowhere, but you set the temple. And again, be the leader that God calls you to be in your future family when you get married. Guys, I know this is a while off, but men, lead your family, your wife, your kids, in a way in which your entire home serves God. For all of us, guys, girls, graduates alike, one day when you have kids, be the spiritual leaders in your home the way God set it up. Don't leave it to the church. You do it. Graduates, embrace your age and lead the way. And then, of course, I really think God wants you to be a leader in another key area, and that is to be a leader in your church. And again, this is assuming that all of you will find a church, will find a small group somewhere after high school. I want to challenge you to be the key leader in your church who influences everyone around you, to be the church, again, the way that God intended. You know, if you've been at youth recently on Sunday nights, you've heard me talk a little bit about this. Here's the thing. Every, even though, this is what I believe, even though the church is doing a lot of things right these days, I believe the church is missing it a lot these days as well. I mean, look around. Many churches aren't doing very well. A lot of them are dying. Why? Personally, because I think that many of them refuse to change the way they go about doing church. They refuse to change. They refuse to change their methods because they're longing for the good old days instead of the new work that God is doing that He wants to do because we're focused too much on insiders and not people outside the church. As graduates, as young people, it's time for you to influence the church to make changes. And again, to do it in the face of fear. Do it in the face of rejection. I believe in you. I believe that you can do it. I know for me, that's why I've worked with students for 15 years. I believe in you. Remember what Paul said. Don't let anyone look down on you because of your age, but set an example for the believers. Don't let certain ones squeeze you into their mold of the way of doing things. Lead and follow the dreams, the passions that God has placed in your heart. 
Listen, in the face of fear, be leaders in your world, be leaders in your church. Embrace your age and lead the way. Now, real quick, what do you do with this that I've shared? How do I, how do I really step up and may become a leader the way that God wants me to be? I think it starts with something that I shared last time I spoke a few weeks ago when I talked about choosing to cheat. And I think it starts with, number one, I think it starts with making up your mind. Remember back in Daniel chapter 1 where Daniel had to choose between eating the defiled food or disobeying God or, and disobeying God or choosing not to eat the food and obeying God and disobeying the king, probably facing death? It said there in Daniel chapter 1 that Daniel made up his mind not to defile himself. And it's the same with you. You don't know for sure what's going to happen when you choose to take up this leadership torch. You don't know what's going to happen when you step up to lead. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Make up your mind to lead. And then do it and trust God that he's going to take care of the rest. Make up your mind. Here's another one. Know what God's word says about these areas that I need to be leading in and leading in now. Because if you don't, how do you lead? How do you lead? So you've got to know God's word. You've got to lead in areas that God's word talks about. Things like, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. Christians should be the ones taking the lead in the marketplace when it comes to caring for others. We can't wait around for our coworkers to, to, to love on us, to care about us. We need to take the lead. Or how about when God says that we're to love other believers the way that Christ loved us? You know what? Nowadays, more than ever, we cannot afford to let the world see us, mean believers, tearing each other down, gossiping upon each other. We can't do that. Or how about when God talks about, you know, leading with your character? How about honesty, responsibility, kindness, forgiveness, patience? No matter how difficult it may be. Listen, all the guys, graduates, all of this points right back to Christ. We want to point others back to him. We need to step up and we need to lead by example. And lastly, nothing real profound, but take a chance and just do it. Take a chance. One of the greatest influences to getting things done or to not getting things done is fear. Listen, your world, your church cannot afford for you to be afraid. It is time for you to start looking, to stop looking at all the possible things that can go wrong and to start looking at the person who is bigger than all of that, the one who has called you to lead. The one who told you, don't let anybody look down on you because of your youth. Don't let others throw you off track. Rather, set an example or a pattern for others to follow. Embrace your age and lead the way. Josh, would you come up and give me a hand? Let me say again, as I wrap up this morning, the world, the church, is in desperate need of you, young people, to be the leaders that God has called you to be. You know, if you look throughout the world, if you look throughout the church, almost every great movement is started by young people. 
And I say this with no disrespect to everybody here because there are times when I fall into this too, but many of us, we get stuck in our ways sometimes. And this morning, graduates, we are so proud of all of you. We congratulate you on a job well done. Enjoy it, just like we did. But life for you, again, is just beginning. There's so much out there. There's so much more waiting for you. God has dreams. God has plans that are so much bigger than you realize. Would you all just take a moment with me real quick and let's dream about what could be if this class of students were to begin to embrace the idea of being leaders in their world and in their church. Imagine a group of students who instead of caving in the culture, created it. They established or they led a culture in which God was a part of all that we do, not just on Sundays. Imagine a group of students who 10 years from now are living in healthy families because they led with God's direction in mind. Imagine a group of students who are impacting the marketplace and they are leading others to Christ. How? Because they are leading God's way in the face of fear, of failure, and what other people may think. Imagine a group of students who are setting an example, who are setting the the pattern, if you may, for the church, so that the church begins to experience people, meaning non-Christians, begin to experience people coming back to the church in all of their sin and not afraid of being judged. Or experiencing Christians who are attending church, not just attending church, but getting involved in discipleship, in community, in small groups, in service, in ministry. Imagine that. Can all that happen? I believe so. I believe God's word tells us so. But again, you're going to need to be the leader that God has called you to be. Embrace your age and lead the way. This morning, as we always do, I want to take a few moments. I want to pray for our graduates today. So what I'd like to do first, if you're a high school graduate, if you're a college graduate, if we can just get you again to come on up front, we want to pray for you today. Just the graduates real quick first. And as those graduates, as they come forward and they just kind of spread out here this morning, I'm going to start by asking maybe uh, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister. Spread out this way and look up here. Spread out. Randy, turn around this way. And it's spread out this way so we've got room, okay? I'm going to ask moms and dads, brothers, sisters, aunts or uncle, you know, the family. If you're here, why don't you come up and stand behind your graduate as we pray? Turn this way. Guys. tough she's not she's right there yeah we're going to ask them to come and then after that maybe I don't know maybe you're like a spiritual mom or dad or you're really really close with one of these up here and you've taken a special interest in them over the years we'd like to invite you as well if you'd like to come up and stand behind one of our graduates as we pray we want to make sure that everybody's got somebody behind them and 
and we just want to pray for you. Anybody else you want to come and stand behind one of these? You can go ahead and, and do that today. Right. You're a close friend. Of course, maybe you were a Sunday teacher, something like that. I don't know. just want to pray for you. This morning, I want you again just to kind of listen to me real quick, especially, especially high school graduates. You know, stepping out, moving forward is a scary thing. Ah, uh, boy, it's scary sometimes. But the world that we're living in today can't afford, can't afford for you to say, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to be a follower. God's looking for you to lead, to lead by example, to help us all whether it be again in the marketplace, whether again be in the church, somewhere, God is looking for young people to lead. And I encourage you again, embrace your age. Embrace it, the fact that you're young. And use it and lead the way. Amen? Amen. Let's take a moment. Would you all stand with me uh, this morning? We're just going to go ahead and pray for these that are up here. And let's ask God to again just help them in the stages that are to come. As they choose to become leaders, let's pray for them uh, this morning. God, I thank you again for every graduate that is here, college graduate, high school graduate. I thank you so much for the work that you have done in their lives over these years, the way that you've helped them to persevere, to stick it out, the way that you used them already to influence their college campus, their high school campuses, the, the things that they've done in this church as they've influenced others who are here. Thank you for all the great stuff. But God, we know that this is, again, this is the first step of many in their lives. You have so much more, so much greater things that's even, than they even understand right now. God, help them to enjoy this moment, but again, help them to realize, God, that there's something far greater. And as they stand here this morning, I pray for all of them that they would embrace this idea of being a leader, of not letting others look down on them because of their young, because of their youth, their age, but that they'll use that to their advantage. They'll leverage it to influence others in the marketplace, in their church, in their homes, wherever they're at that they'll begin to lead the way. Oh, God, I pray that they will walk out of here this morning with that truth, God, driven so hard, so, so deep in their hearts that they would not forget it, that a year from now or two years from now when they begin to want to give up or, or turn around, that you would remind them of that, that you've called them to be leaders. God, again, I ask as these next couple weeks and months to come. May you help them to enjoy this time and have to enjoy the time with their friends and celebrate. And God, help them to know that you are so proud of them. It would just be an awesome time for them. Again, I thank you so much for every family that's represented here today. And everybody here at the church, thank you again for giving us an opportunity to be here, to listen to what you have to say. Challenge us to remember this, all of us, whether we're young or old today, help us to be leaders wherever we're at. And again, we ask all of this in Jesus' name.